Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to another episode of Twist and Shout, Jeanette and Alias podcast. It's been a nice few episodes so far, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we've learned so much. We've talked to some lovely people and uh, hopefully enjoyed it. Yeah, and the last one was really interesting because we got to speak with our doctor, Dr. Nikki Lack. Uh, episode called Dr. B. I think she enjoyed that, didn't she? She did. I think we did too. <laughs> But we've got some stories from our listeners that I'd love to share. First one is from Leslie Rivers. Now, Leslie says, Hi, Jeanette. My story is brief. I considered IVF at the age of 35, but due to a heart condition caused by Turner syndrome, I couldn't pursue this as an option. I hope you don't mind that I shared this, but it might give a different perspective to other responses as it's a hard thing to accept, but you do. Jeanette, not, IVF is not for everybody either. Everybody's story, like Nikki said, is completely individual. It's an individual journey. Yeah, I mean, you hear so many different stories about it. You know, pe- people go through it. It's hard as it is, but then especially when it's not something that it was meant to be for you anyway, I think it's even harder. Yeah, well, hopefully Leslie is okay and uh, there was a happy ending in there somewhere. All right, you want to read the next one? I'll do the next one. Uh, this one is from uh, Alice Lowe. Uh, my husband and I needed IVF. Almost 30 weeks now. It definitely felt like a challenging topping when telling people. Yeah, um, I think that words uh, or letters, I, IVF, I think by now so many people know about it. But if you actually are going through it or if you know someone uh, closely that is going through it, you don't know much about it. And uh, I think that support uh, is so important. And uh, I feel that, you know, more we we speak about it. I think even Jeanette and I on this podcast, um, you know, raising awareness or, you know, uh, making sure that it's a general knowledge, really, I think is going to make people feel better, the ones that are going through it. Yeah, very true. I think that's why she's saying it was challenging to bring it up because it still feels a little bit like something we don't talk about, but we it's good to talk about it. Some of them end really well and some of them, you know, some people have tough times, but for Alice, it was a good one. And I bet you are going to answer the same three questions a hundred times. Uh, I think that's why it becomes probably even harder. So uh, good luck with it. I hope it goes well. And uh, I hope that when we hear from you next, it's going to be all positive. Yes, congratulations, Alice. All right, and then we've got one more. Uh, Milo Rosa, I believe it is. And she says, I was 41 when I had my son. I remember I was considered geriatric at the time. Do you know what? You cannot call a woman geriatric anymore. It's been removed, actually, from a medical term. Yeah? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I didn't know that geriatric was before, and uh, why is it not okay anymore? Well, because it basically it sounds, it's, I mean, I don't know the exact science behind the why, but it just makes a woman feel like she is unable to bear a child no matter what because of her age. So when you consider a woman geriatric, it just means she's too old, basically, to be a mom. So you can't put it now in writing in any kind of medical form at hospitals. But for Melo, when she had her child at 41, that was still a term that was being used. So uh, I'm sorry about that, Melo, but it is no longer around anymore. Well, I think it's actually time to write the new rules for the language. I feel that so many things have changed, what you can't or can't say. So I think it's time to get like a new dictionary. What do you think? <laughs> Just so we're all on the same page and we're not offending anyone or not, you know, ruining someone's day because we're lo- using a wrong word. So 
Ladies and gentlemen, do not dare to use geriatric anymore. Thank you. <laughs> no. Thank you guys so much for your stories. And let's crack on with the next episode of... Twist and Shout. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hello, everyone. Uh, we're back for another episode of uh, Twist and Shout. With Jeanette. And me, Aliash. Aliash. <laughs> Just Aliash. Just Aliash. This is an exciting episode because I think this is a question that when you're a first-time parent really comes up. What kind of parents are we going to be? Just off the top of your head, what would you say I'm going to be like as a mom? Caring. Oh. Yeah, I think you are because you always care about everyone. You're always, wherever we go, especially if someone that is a day younger than you, <laughs> you kind of took take them under your little wing because you only have little wings. <laughs> little wings. But uh, you, you fit under your little wings as many people as possible. You, you always have done that. Yeah. And I, I think you're going to be so fun because I've seen you around Zala and Tisa and you've got energy to play and go outside and throw them around and just, you're very kind as well. I don't know. I think you're going to be a, I, I'll be honest. I feel like you're going to be a better parent than me. Don't say that. I don't know. <laughs> I just got this feeling. <laughs> you're going to be looking at me going, Bochka, Bochka, <laughs> what are you doing? You can do it that way and then it's going to be a fun way. Yeah. <laughs> So there really is, I guess, no one-way system to parenting. You don't really know how you're going to feel until the time comes. And also the baby's personality matters, right? Doesn't it? Of course, but I don't think there should ever be a one-one way. I think it should always go both ways. I think that everything in life should be like that. But especially when, when you're raising a child, I think there always has to be... There, there, there's always two perspectives to any to everything, isn't it? Mm. You can see every single thing from so many different angles, but like being parents, you know, it's two different angles. And I think it's important to have both. Yeah. And I think a lot of people kind of go into it and assume, yeah, yeah, I know exactly how it's going to work. And they really get shocked because then the baby comes and you're flipped upside down and you kind of just have to adjust as you go. <laughs> I mean, this is all pure speculation, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, this is just, you know... <laughs> So I thought this would be fun for this episode. We asked a very, very good friend of ours, Kim Winston. Uh, she actually is the host of the Strictly podcast with Joe Sugg. So if you listen to the Strictly podcast, you'll know Kim's voice very well. But I asked Kim to send us like a quick fire round of questions. Like Mr. And Mrs. A bit like Mr. Mrs. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I've not looked at the questions. I'm going to look at them for the first time with you right now. Okay. And we have to answer as honestly as possible. So this is live reactions. First time we're seeing these questions. Are you Easy. ready for question number one? I'm so ready. Okay. Question number one. Who is most excited for baby's first Disney trip? <laughs> I mean, that's a question, rhetorical question. That's a rhetorical <laughs> 
I'm literally wearing a Snow White t-shirt as we speak. You are. Right now. You are. <laughs> but you're excited to go to Disney with the baby too, I think. I'm so excited to go back to Disney. <laughs> there is nothing more than, uh, you know what? I'm not going to make fun of it because it's not, it's not fair. Because the first time I went there, I felt the magic. And I can't imagine being a little kid going to Disney for the first time or the 79th time as many times as you've gone. Yeah. But uh, it's always just a brilliant, I mean, it's the happiest place in the world, isn't it? It is, yeah. And I, I just came back from my first ever Disney cruise when I went on search for the UK's biggest Disney fan uh, with Disney Parks UK. And I had never done a Disney cruise before. And I remember I came running home and I said, baby, I know what we're going to do first. It's not the parks. We're going on a Disney cruise because it was so convenient. You can take them when they're a little bit smaller. You can keep your eyes on them. There's so many activities. They've got nurseries. And it was a nice time for parents to also have some alone time because you can leave the babies in nursery. You can go and have a nice little drink or nice little dinner as mom and dad. So I have a feeling our first Disney trip with the baby might be a Disney cruise. So this is exactly what this sounds like every time when Jeanette is pitching me the Disney trip. <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay, question number two. Question number two is, who is more likely to do the 3 a.m. Punami nappy change? I, I, I assume Punami means like big poo. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, it's, that's what it, the you first thing. You keep saying you're going to do the night shifts. Yeah, because um, I like nights because I, I like my basketball and I love the American League basketball, which is the time difference means that it's all through night, which is a bit frustrating when you have to wake up early. But... I'm kind of like living on a different time zone anyway. <laughs> so I think I'm going to be more maybe ready for it. But I, th I don't know what happens down the line though. What do you think? I don't know. I, you are a night owl, but you do love your sleep. And when you sleep, you deep sleep. I mean, for people that don't know, Aliash actually slept through a small earthquake while we were dancing in Tokyo. Do you remember? Yeah, I, I I remember very very vividly actually. I mean, I don't remember because I was asleep. You were asleep, but it was morning, wasn't it? It was in the middle of the night. The bed started shaking. The the roof was moving, and I I tried to wake you up. So, but you are awake a lot more at night than I do, and you also require less sleep than I do. Mm. You function better on just a couple hours sleep than I do actually. I feel like if I sleep more than six hours. I feel fuzzy the whole day. I don't feel like my thoughts are straight. I'm not as quick. I'm not as funny, which is which is a huge problem <laughs> for me. Problem for all of us. <laughs> okay, so maybe you then. Maybe you'll do the three. Hopefully me. Yes. Okay. Next question. Here we go. Next question is: Who is more likely to win in the baby name choice? Oh. Well, that's definitely gonna be you. <laughs> no, that's definitely gonna be you. We agree on a name at the moment. Yeah. We do. You love it. I'm a close to loving it. I'm close to loving it. Yeah, but the thing is, we have already had a name and we changed the name because, not because of me. <laughs> I wanted to keep that name. Uh, by True? The, yeah. By the way, we uh, <laughs> yeah. if, in another episode, we'll be talking to our my mother and Aliash's sister. And there's an interesting story about baby names there. So stay tuned for that. But baby name, I don't know. I think we'll agree. I feel like we'll be on the same page. I don't think it's going to be me or you. No, I think it has to be a bit, a bit of both. But then the issue is if we, let's say, I, I know we're going to settle one, but if we don't, then we just need to combine the two names. It's just going to be a very long name though. <laughs> and we both like quirky names as well, don't we? No, we <laughs> so do. be a weird name. Okay, next question. Let's go through these. Who is more likely to give baby first sugary treat? Definitely me, I would say. Isn't it? Yeah. I've got a... Well, you love sweets, though. You see, you love candy. I love chocolates. Yeah, but I don't think you would give, like, a little baby a gummy, would you? Like, I, I, don't, I don't think that's a safe but thing. But they, they sell those, like, really old fruit gummies. Those aren't too bad for babies, are they? I don't know. We'll learn know. on this. I don't know. That's, uh, I'm researching that as soon as we finish this, Mr. and Mrs. <laughs> but I, I do have a really big sweet tooth, and that's what I've had the most during this pregnancy, is just I crave, like, sugar and chocolate and biscuits and cookies Everything basically everything with sugar in it. Everything that has sugar <laughs> in it. So it might be me, but we'll see. Uh, who is more likely to use baby as an excuse for being late? <laughs> That's you again. That's you again, because I think you're finally going to have an excuse for being late. <laughs> I, have, I, I, I couldn't even finish the question because I knew it was going to be me. <laughs> I'm always a little bit late. 
Uh, time. <laughs> I'm always a little bit late. That's a yes, yes. That's a fair way to put it. But you know, it's nice because then when I'm on time, you really appreciate when I'm on time. Uh, people are so happy when you do, when you do anything on time. I'm never late for work though. No, that's it's the only one thing. Social events. One anything else? No, no, not social. Anything else but work. It's amazing. But then I've learned why now. We've been together for 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 a while now, and I've learned why. It's your culture. And I, I didn't understand how someone can be so late. But then when I sort of got to know your culture, there is an actual thing called Cuban time. And, uh, <laughs> and then it's not just, you know, three or four people. 50 people turn up an hour late and that's absolutely normal. And no one ever goes, where have you been? It's just like, if you say it's four o'clock, see you at seven. You know, it's, that's just how it is. <laughs> okay, so I, I'll definitely be using I think lady. so. Okay, right. Next question is... Who is more likely to cry at every baby milestone? Oh, this is a tough one because we've both been emotional during pregnancy. That's why we say we're pregnant together. I feel like I've been crying more than I've ever had because I didn't really cry a lot before ever. I think yeah, the last six months. No, I'm not. I'm a proper manly man, you see. When you say no. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know. I think that that's going to be a tie. Yeah, you're right. I think because I'm a very emotional person. And I see like a beautiful, deep and meaningful TV commercial and I start crying. All the Christmas adverts all make me cry every year. <laughs> or an orchid on our table. Like, uh, yeah, yesterday I, I brought you an, an, a little plant. It's beautiful. And your face, half of it was excitement and the other half was sadness because none of the orchids sadly have survived <laughs> that I brought you. Who kills an orchid? I, I'm the only person. But you were so sad about it. Because I, I love orchids. <laughs> it's probably one of my favorite flowers. But they are fussy. Right, we're moving on. Sorry. Um, so, next question. Who is more likely to teach baby how to dance? Well, that's a great question. You're, I think you're a very good teacher. I've seen you teach. Mm. I think you have loads of patience too. I think the te teaching is all down to patience. Mm. And like putting yourself on the level of someone that is just starting to learn or like doing the first step. You need to make them feel Quite like- Quite literally in our baby's case. Yes, well, yeah. <laughs> Imagine that the first step, it's a rumba walk. It's a rumba walk, yeah, straighten that leg. Brilliant, yeah. Point the back foot. Yeah. I think we're gonna alternate there, but let's hopefully, it's gonna be like a little seminar from both of us. Yeah, I mean, I've got the Cuban blood in me. You've got the Slovenian class in you as well. I feel like the ballroom and the Latin, the mix, the baby's oh, gonna get something, right? It's gonna be doing 10 dances. Yeah, it's gonna be yes. a 10 dance champion. Brilliant. Okay, right. Next question, we're flying through these, I love it. Thanks, Kim. Who is more likely to clean up all the toys 20 times a day? <laughs> you. Yeah. But just, just solely because even if I leave a cup of coffee at the wrong place in about two minutes, it's being moved. So I, I just think that you're not gonna live. I'm slightly, I, I don't want to say OCD because that's an actual real condition, but I do really get fussy about the tidiness of the house. And I'm constantly, I'm not a great cook. I'm not a great chef in the kitchen, but I am very good at keeping a tidy house. So I, I feel like that will definitely be me. And I'm probably going to be the one vacuuming every single morning. You do love a vacuum. I love a vacuum. And the washer dryer. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to be cleaning the clothes. Brilliant. Who is more likely to nap more than the baby? You love a good I nap. I love a nap. You love a nap. Oh, I could do a nap. If that would be a job. You'd be the best napper I would in the world. Be a, I would be a CEO of napping. <laughs> For sure. Well, I'll have say, my own company. I think that they say when the baby sleeps, you should, you should sleep. Well, we'll see. You'll take that very seriously. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just had this beautiful image of you lying down on the sofa and the baby asleep with you on your chest. I can't wait for that moment. <laughs> Don't cry. Don't cry. See? See? The milestone moment. <laughs> All right, last question. Here we go. It is, who is more likely to take the most baby pictures? Do you know what? I think you again. I, you love taking photos. You're better at it than I am. I'm good with videos, but you're very good with photos, aren't you? I think my answer here is neither of us. Our grandparents. Oh God, yeah. That's gonna be, that, those are gonna be mainly the photos that we're gonna then have hang around the house, <laughs> which I can't wait for. Yeah. And, uh, but I think, I don't think it's gonna be either of us. I think we're gonna try our hardest, yeah. but uh, every time, doesn't matter how long they're gonna visit for or we, we visit them those are gonna be the moments that we're gonna have the most photos from don't we, you agree yeah i think so and we got for your mom's birthday and for my mom's mother's day in the usa we got them those really cool frames where we can digitally send over photos 
And uh, I have a feeling they're going to be full fast. <laughs> they're going to be full really fast. All right. So this episode is also all about parenting. And there's one parent online that I have been obsessing over for a while now. Her name is Louise, Louise Boyce. Boyce. Yes, yes I know, know exactly who that is. So I've been telling you about her and her account is Mama Still Got It. And she just approaches parenting with so much humor and comedy. And I'll be honest with you, I watch her Instagram and her jokes and her stories and it makes me feel better about what it's going to be like when we become parents. Just have a listen. Yes. We're so excited to have you on. And my favorite podcasts that I've ever listened to are the podcasts where whoever it's a it's a guest speaker just speaks because yeah. you're so interesting. <laughs> you're so amazing at what you do. And I don't like listening to my own voice anyway. So you more you voice. say, no, thank you. <laughs> and uh, the more you say, better it is for us. Like, and you're, I'm sure you're, you're so brilliant at it anyway. So just go for it. Okay. Yeah. Will do. Will do. Right. So we'll crack on in. Louise, thank you so much for joining us today for our podcast, Twist and Shout. I have been watching you on Instagram for a long time. And I think I ran into you, was it the NTAs or the BAFTAs? It was the BAFTAs, I ran into yeah. you in the BAFTAs, yeah. And I remember looking at you, feeling like, I know you, and saying hi to you. And I'm like, she's never met me before. What? That's how I feel about you. I've been watching you on my TV screen, dancing for years. And I'm like, the fact that you said hello to me, I was like, hang on a minute. What's going on here? Like, <laughs> this, is, this is crazy. Like, I honestly, I am... So honoured to be on your podcast. I'm such fans of both of you. And I'm so happy for you that you're having a baby. It's the best. I'm so happy. Oh, well, thank you. Well, we're just as excited to have you on. So we want to go straight into the big... Can I kick it off? Yeah, big Can question. I kick it off? Kick it off. I get the first question? Get the first question. Brilliant. How did Mama Still Got It come about? How did you... How did it all start? So, wow. Okay, so going back to 2016, I was on maternity leave with my second child. And... I was very aware that my career working as a fashion model was starting to plummet because I wasn't on social media. You know, in the eyes of the world, I was now a mum of two in my 30s, kind of like, I did feel slightly like I was um, damaged goods after a while. So I, I realised that I needed to do something, something for me, but also something that I could kind of show to everyone out there that um, regardless of being a mum or my age or my size or professional anything that we've still got it like we still want to work and we still want to feel good and look good and and I was feeling like I'd lost my identity and I just needed something and it all happened really quite organically it was quite bizarre I was feeding my son who at the time was six months old and feeling really quite just a bit bored, you know, just a bit kind of like, I had, I had nothing else going on apart from looking after my children, which is wonderful, don't get me wrong, but there was nothing for me. And um, so I'm feeding my child and then I get an email from my agency who had, hadn't been in touch for a while because obviously I was on maternity leave. And they emailed me saying, um, there's a client in Italy who want to shoot you. And it was a great fashion team, great, great editorial. Like everything about it was like the dream job. And she was, and my agent was like, do you think you're ready to do it? Are you ready? And I looked at my son, who didn't know what the hell was going on. He was like blowing bubbles with his apple puree. And I just said, I was like, oh, well, I guess mum has still got it. And then like, I felt like this big light bulb moment happened. I was like, oh my God. I was like, maybe that's what I can do. Maybe if I start a blog, call it mum has still got it and write about fashion and beauty and longevity and confidence and body confidence and all these things that really felt like I I wanted to talk about. And I realised that if I wanted to talk about it as something to say, then maybe others, maybe other women did as well. I was, I was really nervous as well to kind of start it because I was so worried what people might think about the name, like, oh, she must love herself and whatever. Or I was really, really nervous about it. But I remember the day kind of changing my Instagram name from Louise Boyce to Mama Still Got It. And I was like messaging my friends going, oh, this is really embarrassing. <laughs> I'm just trying to start something. And then it's, it's done all right. It's done more than all right, Louise. <laughs> it's done fantastic. It's been really good. And I must admit, what's nice for me is to know that I've 
helped other women, uh, other people, parents, you know, women about confidence or makeup, beauty, humor, you know, um, the whole funny side of things didn't come until COVID because <laughs> there was nothing else to do. And for me, laughter is the best medicine. But yeah, it's nice for me to know that I've made people smile or made people feel more confident in their skin or, or given them makeup tips or beauty tips or something. So it's, yeah. And then, you know, then the book. So yeah, there's all these things that have actually, I'm really, I'm really, really pleased that I started it. And if anyone's listening right now who has an idea and wants to start something and they're not sure how to do it or frightened to do it, just do it. Just go for just it. Do just do it. Do it because you have, you just don't know where it could take you. And I'm so pleased that I did. Well, there we go. We've got Mama Still Got It. (laughs) I love that it was that moment of you talking to your son and just going, Mama Still Got It. We've got please can do this. Wait a minute. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) You touched on it there a little bit, but it it is, I think, an interesting thing to mention that I feel like fashion has really, fashion and beauty industry has really changed over the last few years. Especially, I think it's been a lot more inclusive. Models have all kinds of shapes and sizes. And it's so refreshing to see that now, even as a mother, you can carry on in the fashion industry and work in in things that you are still really passionate and love. Do you find that you've had to really kind of adapt? Is that like a big part of what Mama Still Got It is, is to accepting those changes in your life as a woman, but still feeling fabulous? Yeah. And, you know, I feel like it's really important to adapt because I'm very aware that I'm not the same girl that I was when I was 20. Um, I still feel that, that I am sometimes, but <laughs> you hang out with 20 year olds and you're like, oh, wow. No, that's um, that's not me. We're not 20 anymore, are we? <laughs> and I think what, obviously I've been modeling since like the mid 90s, where it was very much um, everyone had to be the same size, the same color. You know, it was very, you know, it was like one size fits all. And I'm really, really pleased to have seen the industry evolve. I was told at the age of 25 that my career would be over by 28 because it was all about, you know, youthfulness and, and being skinny. And obviously, I'm really pleased that that has, that has evolved. And for that, I'm so grateful, not just for my own career, but for women out there who are desperate to see women with with fine lines or slightly older, slightly more mature, slightly curvier, you know, like not you know women are all different shapes and sizes and I felt like we were just focusing on one size um and then for me with fashion and beauty like evolving I've really enjoyed the process like I'm so we're so privileged to age and I know that like society is like we can't age and we can't get wrinkles and we can't have any cellulite but it's actually like I think it's actually quite beautiful to see us evolve and accept ourselves and celebrate ourselves because, you know, aging is is inevitable. It's happening. It's it's not, you know, the alternative is being dead. So let's embrace it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you put it that way, it's so true. It's like you're either dead or you're aging. I prefer to age, you know. <laughs> My mum's a massive inspiration of mine. My mum always said that um, you have to get better with age. Otherwise, what's the point? And I totally like believe that with all my soul. And if that means changing a certain fashion sense that I may have had 10 years ago because it works better for me now, brilliant. I am so open to trying different fashion, different beauty, different everything, just to see how I sit with it now. Things that I wore in my 20s, I wouldn't wear now. And saying no. like so many things, and thank goodness, you know, we do evolve, and that's the beauty of it all—is just getting better with age. I was having a look through your website last night, and I love the tips that you give on how to take a good photo. <laughs> I need to have a look at that. I know, it's like, I thought I would look through them and I thought, which one do I do? And I definitely do. I can't remember what you called it, but it's the one where you kind of leave your mouth open, like. Yes. <laughs> you just kind of leave it. And then the nonchalant hand, I'm like, oh yeah, I do, I do a few of those. I mean, I love the nonchalant <laughs> hand. I mean, it, it's always here. But, yeah, and I think it's nice for moms to find that that confidence in themselves as well. Like just because you've become a mother doesn't mean that you lose your identity as a woman. And that's a really big part of it all for you as well, isn't it? It's a huge part because I did feel like I lost my identity and it's quite normal to feel that way because you've literally gone from being looking after yourself and having time to look after yourself 
to then um, having this beautiful baby. But then you, you know, for me, I was sore after I gave birth. Um, and obviously you've, you've got, I don't, I don't want to say too much because I know you're about to have a baby and it is the most wonderful, wonderful She's thing. She's like, I don't want to scare you, but. <laughs> and it is the most magical thing ever. And I actually miss the whole pregnancy and, and giving birth. I actually miss it. But yes, there was a side of me that definitely lost my identity. You know, you're sleep deprived. You don't have time to do the things that you wanted to do before. My husband went back to work after two weeks because he had to. You know, that was, you know, this is like you're talking like 11 years ago now. I think it's a lot easier now with, well, I think it is anyway. I don't know, with flexible working and stuff. But there wasn't any working from home, anything like that. So I really felt like I was left alone with this new baby. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I wasn't on social media. None of my friends had children. And I really felt alone. And because I felt like that, I felt like I lost my confidence. I had lost my identity, but I knew that it was there. Like I knew that I could get her back, but it takes time. You know, your whole body after you've given birth, you're adapting and you're, you're healing. And it's such a, it's not just a physical process. It's such a mental process and a spiritual process. Like it's the whole thing. And it's, it's fantastic. It's amazing. And you're going to have the best time. But you know, there were days and there's still our days now, you know, we're all human, that we feel a bit blah. And yeah. that's when I have to remind myself that, one, it's okay to feel blah. Two, it's not going to feel like this forever. And three, you know, we've all still got it. We've all still got it. <laughs> I think you just inspired me to get pregnant one day. <laughs> I think you should definitely just so try. I can, yes. Just so I can find myself again, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you've got three gorgeous children and they are a really big part of what you put out onto your social media content I mean I'm not joking you know I motherhood for me has been a bit of a journey uh I, I knew I always wanted to be a mother but I love working I'm, I'm a bit of a workaholic and that fear of like how am I gonna do this work and be a mom and be a good wife to my husband like the balance of it all always scared me. And I, I, I bumped into your Instagram and I just started watching your reels and your stories and your skits. And I was like, my God, she makes it so fun and so real. And so it is what it is, you know? Is that like, do you think that comedy and uh, like laughing at ourselves and taking it like, you know, tongue in cheek a little bit with everything that happens with our kids is an important part of coping as well, just to seeing the comedy in it all? Uh, for me, absolutely. I, I have to, I have to laugh at things when they get bad. That's, that's my survival. And it all came about because, I mean, I guess that's always been my personality. Like if something really bad happened, I would always weirdly like, put a spin on it and kind of put a joke on it. Like even, even, you know, when my dad was really, really sick and he passed away three years ago, but there was still a part of me that was, I, I kind of always try and find the, the, the positive and the light in something. And during COVID, when we were in like the height of like the first lockdown, when none of us knew what was happening, it was really scary and schools closed and it was, you know, it was bonkers. And I felt really anxious And I had to turn off like my my news notifications, like everything was just making me feel really anxious and on edge. And I realized that I needed to turn that around for myself. So I started making videos thinking that maybe I could help. And I'd never done comedy before, ever. Like I, my content before COVID was very normal. And then, <laughs> and then I don't know, I think COVID was just brought out this, silliness in me it was like my survival I started making these videos and 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 thought well maybe I can make other people feel more laughter or make them feel comfortable or make them smile or something in this horrendous situation and yeah it did it did work and knowing that I was making other people smile or feel a bit more light-hearted or let them know that they're normal in what's going on and you know with parenting and you know the decisions that we make and your husband at home that's driving you crazy It was nice to know that I was normal because I would do a video and think, I don't think anyone else is actually going through this. And then it turns out that, yes, they are. And I was like, oh, yeah. that? I, I got We know. were. We were. We were in a different way. We didn't have kids yet, but we were. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, humour is key. And I had so many 
so many and I still do lovely messages from my followers just saying thank you for your you know thank you for making me smile it's the first time I've smiled today or something and I just think as soon as you change that energy and smile it just changes your whole day so it's just nice for me to know that I can hopefully help other people feel happy and then that makes me feel happy so it's like a nice circle it's like a full circle effect doesn't it you do it to make others happy and then them being happy in turn makes you feel good but honestly like i i i scroll through it for hours it's so funny i mean that's the nicest thing is to say something that makes you feel happy makes you feel better i don't think there's ever a time in anyone's day where you can always feel a little bit better and if that's watching a little video a little short clip uh, it's even better because it doesn't take much time off, off, off of your day and it's going to instantly make, make you feel lovelier. Now, you're fun in those videos, but between you and your husband, do you translate and transfer that fun into your parenting styles? Uh, yeah, we try to, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, he makes appearances through your characters in some of your Instagrams as well. Bless him, he does get a bashing, but you know, sometimes he deserves it. <laughs> Uh, but he's to be fair the videos that I do with him I do I do show him first before I put it live just to make sure that he's not offended and then, he's, and then yeah and then he's always like yeah do it and then he's like maybe you should add this as well I've got an idea for that and I'm like oh yeah you do do that that's a good idea <laughs> um, so there, he actually does have um, some input behind the videos with him because you know, I, I I think it's only fair as husband and wife that I ask him first. Although he's not read my book and there's a lot of crap in there about him with that. But anyway, Ooh. but he does have a right of reply, so it's fine. We kind of bash each other a bit. But yeah, we try to be as fun as we can with parenting. Again, you know, it's you, you kind of I feel like if you take yourself too seriously, especially when you have three small children and you're working full time. And as you said, like we're both workaholics um we really enjoy our work and but we also need to be really present with the kids and it's difficult to juggle everything all the time and so for us we kind of take time out and just just spend it with the kids and go right you know after school right let's go bowling whatever let's just drop everything and just just, let's just go um I mean that doesn't happen that often because there is loads of homework (laughs) to do but you know there are a few times but now that it's getting warmer um it just means that the kids can be like after school, we can just go outside and just play and stuff rather than come home and be freezing and be on screen. Yeah. That's so nice to hear because Jeanette keeps telling me ever since we um, we both are pregnant. Because we're she, pregnant together. Of yes, course you are. She, she keeps telling me that I'm going to be the fun one and she's going to be the fun police. <laughs> and that's nothing to do with that. That's how our lives normally are anyway. But uh, she, Jeanette's a little bit worried. So I don't think there needs to be like a good cop, bad cop parent, is it? I mean, I think my husband and I switch all the time. I think at the moment I'm good cop and he's bad cop, but then it does it does switch. And I do find that my husband is much softer on our daughter um, and she's the youngest and she's bonkers. And so I'm like, babe, like we need to like crack down on that. And he's like, oh, no, it's fine, it's fine. And I'm like, no, it's not, it's not like... We went to, um, she had her first like hour at primary school yesterday because she starts in September. And she was the only child there that wanted to steal something from the <laughs> classroom. And then when the teacher was like, no, that, that stays here. She had, she was like stamping her finger and I'm not going. And I was like, oh my God, this is horrendous. Like why, why us, why? But then I was like, well, you know, you give me kind of content ideas. So, you know, silver lining. <laughs> I love that. So she's she's feeding your feed. <laughs> and all the videos on yeah, you know, all the funny videos with when I play my kids, you know, they're all true stories. You know, they do something and I even like my husband's one. I did a video the other day, I don't know if you saw it, bless him, of when <laughs> Uh, he comes out the shower and just flaps his willy from side. Oh, yeah, 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 I I can, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the one where he comes out of the shower and he shakes his hands there and he shakes the water over there and he just like... <laughs> do you guys, like, I have to ask, do you guys like dance a lot at home together? Well, we do slow dance every now and then, don't we? If a song comes up that it means something to us, uh, we always do. We kind like- of- pause and yeah <laughs> or like sometimes right 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 after we like had dinner or uh or if something nice is on a telly 
Like we would just like, you, you know, like sometimes you, you have that elevator music and like documentaries and uh, I mean, sometimes it's really odd if it's like a nature documentary and we're slow dancing right next to it. It's a bit <laughs> odd, but we do slow dance, but we never do like a full on cha-cha. No, no. Right. I can imagine you like doing a cha-cha like whilst you're making dinner or something. <laughs> oh, I, I in my head you I'm... do, I'm keeping that. When I cook, I, pl I blast some music just to like get me excited in the kitchen. Because I'll be honest, Louise, I am not very good in the kitchen. I, I've gotten better. COVID forced me to get better in the kitchen. Um, so I think the music kind of keeps me excited while I'm in there to, to keep moving and keep cooking. But exciting news, your book, Mama Still Got It, has just been released. I'm really excited to read it. Can't wait to get my hands on a copy. And it seems like from what I've been reading about the book, it's got all these stories and comedy elements and a little bit of what you've been talking about, about finding yourself, uh, finding your confidence again after motherhood. Tell us a little bit more about the book. Um, so it's, it's, if you're familiar with my Instagram page, it's still got the very much like lighthearted comedy element to it. It's written in the year of a parent of children at school. So it starts in September, which is the academic school year. And it's all the things that we go through as parents throughout the school year. And there's so much, maybe you shouldn't read it. <laughs> Don't to put you off. But it's done in a very, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I think it's funny. I've read it a few times and I think it's funny. But it touches on other things as well, like stories throughout my pregnancies or um, before I was a mother that no one knows about. Um, it also touches on uh, beauty and sex with when you're married with children. I did a poll on my Instagram, Instagram stories a while ago, and I just basically asked the audience loads of questions about how often they have sex and all these questions. And the answers are fascinating. <laughs> um, I'm not going to spill anything because you have to read it, but it's not what you think. Amazing. It's not what Amazing. you think. Yeah. So it's it's um, so there's a bit of everything um, under the whole like Mama still got it umbrella. It's a kind of book that you can just put up and put down. I understand as mothers, you know, it's quite you know we don't get a lot of time to sit down and read a book, but there is an audio book as well. So yeah, it's it touches on quite a few things, but it's. It's great. I really can't believe I've done it. And it does feel like my fourth child because it was such a process to get it to print. Um, you know, there yeah. was, it's, there's, it's, um, it's been a process, but it's been wonderful. And um, yes, anyone who buys it, thank you. And hopefully you <laughs> enjoy it. Uh, I'm so excited for you. Honestly, it's amazing, isn't it? I mean, I just by hearing that, I want to read it now. Is, <laughs> is this a, is it a good thing for a, for a dad to read as well? Like to have the insight? Because as I said before, there's a lot of things in there that happen obviously at home between my, my husband and I. But my husband has got a chapter. He's got a right of reply where he writes about things that I do that drive him crazy. And <laughs> again, it's fascinating because I didn't realize that all these things that I do annoy him because he never says anything whereas I will say well I kind of feel like I repeat myself all the time with certain things that he does but yeah and now that he's mentioned all these things that I do I'm like oh my god I do do that I didn't know that it annoyed you so it's I feel like maybe the book is a bit of therapy between me and my husband <laughs> I, can I, off, as soon as we finish recording this, can you please give me your husband's phone number? <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah, yeah, you should chat, actually. This, <laughs> it's funny you said that, because even Aliash and I, we say that doing this podcast, for us, is a bit of therapy. Because we, yeah. we sit down and we just talk about all these different aspects of our marriage or now becoming parents or work and... And in, in a way, it is therapy because you're just being open and honest and communicating about something with someone that you love. So I, I'm glad he's made an appearance in the book. <laughs> Mama Still Got It. That's the name of the book. And it's just been released. Get your hands on it if you can. Um, now, this is a very, very serious one. A completely mm. serious question. What would be your best or top three best advices you could give us? as the brand new parents, never, you know, completely uh, green when it gets to it. How, what, what would be your, what would be your top tip? I would say, uh, just from my own experience, when you're, when you first take your baby home, really have that time to yourselves because it goes really quickly. Like you'll need to heal 
and really do use that time. I, my, I was told by my midwife that to to stay in bed for a week and then the second week go from the bed to the living room and that's it. But when my son was born, the next day we hosted a barbecue for all our friends and family and then we did it again the next day. And then I think by the time my milk came in and that's when you kind of get the, the baby blues, which is really, really common, I hit a wall and I I had all these people in my house and I just locked myself away in the bedroom and I and I said to my husband, I was like, you need to get everyone out. It just hit me. I think I was so happy that I'd given birth um, and I wanted to get, I, I wanted to prove that I was still me and I can still... I can still be me. It doesn't matter if I've got a baby. Like no one else, no no one else had a baby. It was just us. And I want. I was trying to prove to everyone that I'm still the same person, but I wasn't taking care of myself, and I should have done. And I, looking back, I really wish that those first few days I had just locked myself away and just been me, my husband, my baby, the midwife, maybe maybe my mom or you know, like very 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 close family. But I really wish that I had just been quiet. So try and do that. Also try and embrace every minute because the newborn phase is gone within, it's the quickest phase. I'd say it's gone within four weeks, five weeks, it's gone. And it goes like that. It, honestly, it's the quickest time. And then you look back and like, oh my God, where's my newborn baby gone? So just enjoy those moments. Get a photo shoot done because they'll never be that small ever again. I would also say, I mean, they say sleep when the baby sleeps, but it's tricky because when my baby slept, I wanted to get on with stuff. So ignore that one. I would say parents always know best, like your instincts are stronger than you think. So everyone will want to give you advice, especially mother-in-laws. I don't know if your mother-in-law's <laughs> all right, or I don't know. But... <laughs> yeah. She speaks a different language, so it's a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, but everyone loves to give advice and there's so much advice that it can get overwhelming. So just stick to your gut and your heart. You'll know what to do if, like, say your baby's crying too much, whatever. And try not to Google too much because you Google anything and it's just like horrendous stuff. And then you'll run to A&E when you don't need to. And I guess lastly, I guess, you know, buy my book. Buy your book. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I've just cancelled the barbecue and I've just booked a photo shoot as you were. Yeah, just the barbecue, you get the photo the, shoot. You put it in the website. I saw that as well, that you you were, at first you were, you didn't do it with your first two kids, but you did it with your last one, right? You booked the photo shoot. She was, what, six days old? She was six days old. And um, yes, and we, and the photos are absolutely beautiful. And I wish I'd done it with, with the boys. I wish mm. I had. But uh, yeah, I just, at the time, I just was like, oh no, it's fine. But you know, he's 11 on Sunday and I can't believe it. I, I can't believe it. Like, I don't know where the time's gone. And I, I wish I had those. I would just wish I did. So, yeah, I think having a, a photo shoot is just it's just really nice. Yeah, that's a good idea. Well, look, we won't we'll let you head off because you've got three kids and an Instagram and book and everything to get. to. And go you on. still got it. <laughs> you still got it. I try. It. I try. <laughs> Thank you. Honestly, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. You honestly are one of my favorite people that I've seen pop up on my Insta. And I'm, I've been wanting to get to talk to you for so long. And then Ali Ash jumped on the bandwagon and he was, you were really excited too. I'm you? chuffed to bits yeah. to be having this chat. Thank you. Honestly, the pleasure is all mine. I am such fans of yours. Ali Ash, I don't know if you remember, it was August 2019, we were at the Milk summer party and I was heavily pregnant. And I came over, you probably don't remember, I've got a picture of us together and I came over to you and I was like, oh, I love you. Yes. <laughs> and you were like, you were like, when are you due? I was like, tomorrow, I don't care. I want yes. to meet you. I remember that yeah. now when you said it, because I had a friend with me from Slovenia and I remember that. Of course I do. So after that night, I gave birth. So I think maybe you got my labor the excitement started, yeah, the excitement. I and think, then yeah. three days after that, you had a barbecue, basically. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Aww. Wow. Well, thank you so much again. We really appreciate it. Louise Boyce, everybody, and Mama still got it. I'm clapping here. I'm going to clap this one. Clap. 
Louise Boyce, everybody. What a woman. What a brilliant human being. And you know what? I remember meeting her now as well. <laughs> that was a few years back. And it's the most surreal thing happened. Uh, we were at this event. We have a mutual agency that looks after us. And uh, this this beautiful woman is in front of me. And she she's pregnant, like proper pregnant. And I go, Where, when is your due? Congratulations. And she says, tomorrow. <laughs> And, and that was Louise. And uh, what a gorgeous soul, like so honest. And uh, I felt like anything she said was exactly how she feels. Yeah. Yeah. She's very honest, very open. And like she said in that chat that we had, you know, it's nice for her to know that we're all as parents going to be going through the same thing. Those ups and downs and those mess, those messy moments and those moments where you don't know what you're doing, but you just got to figure it out. Uh, it was very refreshing to have her. So great, great to have Louise on board. I hope, we hope you enjoyed it. Um, I, I loved it. I uh, loved thank it. you for listening. Thank you for tuning in and uh, stay tuned for the next one. Yes, in the meantime, that is it for, wait, let me put my, <clears throat> you did intro, I'll do outro again. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Twist and Shout with Aliash and Jeanette. Wow. Good. Well done. That was better. Well done. <laughs> Practice makes perfect. Yeah. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.